Christ, that entire family, and they know the Lord. Uh, no, no, no matter what, you lose your loved one, and, it, and it's going to really be difficult. So pray that God will strengthen and comfort them, because only God can comfort them in such times like this. So pray for the Clark family that God will keep them and comfort them. I also would like for you to pray for me, um, pray for me, pray with me for Pastor Selmita Coles. Amen. God is um, really working in her life, and she's a woman of God, woman of faith, and so we know that um, God, God's hand is upon her. But we just want to pray um, for um, God to heal her in a special way, and the least amount of um, complications she needs to go through is better, and that God will just touch her in a special way and heal her like only he can. So keep Sister Selmita Cole in your prayer tonight as well. Um, yes. Um, you can pray for me as we, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. You can pray for me. <laughs> oh, I love Sister Yvonne. Thank you. Um, let's pray for Sister Jackson. Um, Sister Jackson is going to get her first, um, um, vaccine shot tomorrow. And the deal is she's not like everybody else. That's the only reason why I'm saying this to you. Um, she's more complicated than us. Um, I don't mean that in a bad way. You guys, <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to get to get the explanation of all the prayers tonight. You all are laughing, but, but, but she's more complicated, not literally, but her physical makeup of her body. Um, those of you that don't know, she have a pacemaker and there's other complication that she's experienced over the years. And so she's a little nervous about getting her vaccination because she's just different in that way. And so it, 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 it's, you know, she's on blood, um, blood thinner. And so it's not just straightforward, you know, boom, 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 like many of us. So just pray for God's hand to be upon her as she go and she get her, um, first shot of the vaccine and God will keep her. Any other prayer requests that we need to make mention of tonight? Your sister-in-law, what's her name? I like names so when we pray we can remember. Alma Thompson, is there something we need to pray specifically for Alma? She's sick and she needs healing. All right. So we need to pray for Alma that God will touch her body and that she will experience miraculous healing. Amen. Anyone else? Any other prayer requests? Amen. And, and pray tonight that God will do a great work in the house of the Lord tonight, that we will experience his presence and his power, and he will anoint and use his servant to just speak the word of God in a clear, direct way unto us. Will you pray with me tonight? And like Sister Yvonne said, you can mention me in prayer too. You know, I, I, you know, you, you know. Hey, listen, I am. I try to be as obedient to God as I need to be, and I am not crazy. God will use whatever voice, whatever human, whatever He has to use sometimes to do what He wants. So I don't take anything lightly. And if she felt compelled that she needed to shout that out, then guess what? Let's go with that. We don't want to mess with anything the Lord is doing. So she felt compelled to say that. Let's pray and let's ask God. Will you pray with me? Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we have gathered together tonight under the banner of Jesus Christ. 
We are your people who are called by your name, Lord. And oh my God, we are totally dependent upon you, for without you we can do nothing. Lord Jesus, we humbly submit to you. And we ask, Almighty God, that if there's anything that is between us and you, that there will be nothing that will hinder us. Forgive us of our sins, Lord, for we have sinned and come short of your glory. But we ask tonight that you will forgive us and that you will cleanse us and that you will wash us by the washing of the word. We want to have communion with you tonight, Lord. We want to be able, Lord God, to have sweet fellowship with you, Lord. We want nothing to hinder us from hearing what the Spirit is saying unto us. We want to be guided by your Spirit and by your word tonight. And so, Lord, we ask for your will to be done in our hearts, in our minds, in our life and in this service tonight, Lord. God, will you hear the voices of your people, your children tonight as we cry out, as we stand in the gap and petition the will of God for those that we have named tonight, Lord. I pray for Alma, Lord God, Alma Thompson, that by the miraculous power of God, by your healing virtue, Lord God, by your stripes she will be healed and that you will touch her from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet in the name of Jesus let your will be done I pray tonight for your servant Lord God Pastor Selmita Cole Lord Jesus she is your servant Lord God she belongs to you I pray tonight Lord for a miraculous touch and that healing virtue will flow in her body from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet and that Lord God you will touch her body and make it whole even now in the name of Jesus and that you will show her great favor where she is right now that your peace that passes all understanding will come upon her that you will speak to her that you will fellowship with her that you will comfort her even now in the name of Jesus Christ I pray tonight Lord for the Clark family that Lord your peace your joy and your comfort will be upon them and that Lord Lord, they will trust in you now more than ever before. Have your way with them, Lord. I pray for provision in every way, Lord God. And Lord, you will help them to go through such a challenging time. In the name of Jesus, have your way in their life, Almighty God. I pray tonight for Sister Jackson that your hand be upon her, that you assure her, Lord God, and comfort her, oh God, to know that you're with her. And Lord God, you will allow your will to be done in her life and that you will guide her and the people that you will use. Oh God, as you take her through this process, have your way in her life, Lord. I pray faith like never before will be stirred in her life, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus, I pray tonight for Christy, Lord, that you will guide her and lead her and that you will touch her in a special way. Your will be done in Christy's life, Oh God, we pray tonight that you will have your way in our Bible study tonight, Lord, and that there will be an anointing upon your manservant, that you will use him as your oracle, that you will rightly, he will rightly divide the word of truth, and that the Spirit of God will work in him and through him, and that there will be a move of your spirit in this atmosphere. Oh God, have your way tonight. We call on your name. We we ask for your will to be done. We ask that the kingdom of God will 
Bless your people, oh God. Bless them in their relationships. Bless them in their family, Lord. Bless them, Lord, in this church. And they will know that, God, you are for them. That you are with them. In the name of Jesus, will you reveal your word tonight with clarity? And we will receive it and become doers of your word. We pray and ask you, Lord, to have your way in this house tonight. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Let's thank the Lord tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy, your grace, and your love. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Tonight we're going to have our good brother to come and minister. And we want brother and minister and everything. He's got a lot of title to come, Brother Scarlett, to come and minister unto us the word of the Lord. Amen. Welcome him and Brother Scarlett come and speak to the people of God. Before you get started. Stacy and Izzy is getting married tomorrow at 4 p.m. right here. So they want you to know that if you're available to be here tomorrow for the, the ceremony, come and be with them and celebrate with them. So at 4 p.m. tomorrow they will be here and they're getting married. And amen. And if you can be a blessing to them, give them a gift. Let them know you love them and appreciate them. So pray for Stacy and Izzy. Tomorrow is their big day. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give the Lord another round of applause tonight. Hallelujah. Is worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. Praise God. I want to take this time out to welcome everyone here tonight in the house of God, those that are here. Amen. Indeed, it's a privilege to be in the house of God one more time. Amen. Whenever we can get the time to be in His presence, you know, there is such an awesome time because in His presence, there is less of joy. Amen. God, we're serving an awesome God. Lord, tonight with all my heart, with all my mind, and with all my soul, it's truly great and greatly to be praised. Amen. I greet our pastor tonight. It's indeed an honor. As always, I want to give honor to where honor is due. Pastor, um, you know, it's always a, a privilege whenever um, I get to stand before the congregation. You know, I want to treat it as such. And um, indeed, it's an honor for me. And, um, you know, with the same dignity, with the same respect, and with the same love, one to another. We all need each other. Amen. And um, so I give honor to our pastor tonight. I give honor to all, all our other ministers, our church family, all those that are here, our online congregation. We thank you for tuning with us tonight on our Thursday night Bible study. And we pray tonight that God will bless us and speak to our hearts tonight that will be encouraged tonight. Amen. If there is ever a time we need to be encouraged is now. Amen. So... Pray my strength tonight that the Lord will have his way. I know you already prayed, but I'm going to get right into um, um, our uh, Bible study tonight. Amen. Um, my, my topic, I have a simple topic tonight. 
and um, it's uh, Restore Me, Lord. Um, you know, when Pastor, before he uh, announced in, um, the, the, um, the, the prayer request and everything, um, he, he was touching on something that if there is ever a time we need healing, it's now. Um, healing in the sense that um, we have one mighty healer that heals all of us. In fact, um, the, the, the definition for the word restore in the Hebrew word is, is akrua, if I'm pronouncing it right, A-Q-U-R-A, which means which mean healing and restore. Um, in the English, it said, uh, bring back a previous or right practice, a custom or situation, reinstate. So when we do get restored, it means that we need to reinstate in the things that we do. Amen. The word restore is appeared on 136 times throughout the book of the Bible. Um, it's so ironic that this word, you know, weighs so much because if, if you look at the meaning of it in the Hebrew, healing and restoration, we can look at it and said there is a reason why we do need healing and there is a reason why we do need to be restored. When, when God made us, God made us. And while I was putting my, uh, my study tonight together, you know that, one, we need restoration. And two, you know that we need healing in our body. Why? Because, you know, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to need healing in our body. And we're going to need to be restored. Amen. Um, so the synonym for the word um, restore it break down into five five words that I'm going to touch on. The first one is renew. Renew imply a restoration of what had become faded or disintegrated, so that it seems like new. The second one is. Make mistakes. The only way we can be restored back to our original state is by knowing who is our creator. Stay with me for a little bit. The Bible says we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. He said, in sin, my mother conceived me. We brought nothing in this world, so therefore we can't take nothing with us when we're gone. Regardless of what 
our wealth and our achievement or our accomplishment, if you please, in life. We can't take it with us when we're gone. Amen. The Bible let us to know in uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 31. He said, but, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Waiting is something that sometimes we don't have the patience to do sometimes, if you please. We, 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 we need things, uh, if you please, we're living a, a microwave generation where everything is a quick pace. You know, we need, uh, we need it just now. So when we need it, we, we don't want to wait. But the scripture here is telling us that they that wait upon the Lord. The only way you can strength renewed in the is by you wait on the Lord. You shall, you shall mount up with wings as, a, as an eager. He shall run and not be weary. He shall walk and not faint. Jump to Jeremiah chapter 'll have refreshed my spirit and yours acknowledge ye them or such the next one is renovate renewing repairing renovate apartment etc scripture for that is in Romans chapter 12 verses 2 it said and be conformed to this world be transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God in 2 Corinthians 6 verses 17 it said, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separated, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean things. What wrong with us 
if we can't renew or get our strength. We, we, we need to compromise. We mix ourselves with the things of the world. We, we, we don't want to get back to the original state where, you know, God made us to be the way we are. But yet we need to add additives to us. We need to add something else to, to beautify us, if you please. But God didn't make us that way. And, and, and if you look, God made us. When God made man, when God made man, he made man from out of the dust of the ground. From the ground he made man. Man didn't have all these additives. All he had was just dirt. All we made up of is dirt. And, 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 and you know, it, it, it hurts me sometimes when, 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 when we say, you know, we, we should live a certain way. We should have a certain standard. You know, people think that, you know, having standard, um, you know, there's something wrong about that. They're wrong with that. But we said, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separated. We are supposed to be an example. We shouldn't let our light so shine before men that they can see the good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Amen. I was reading an article by uh, uh, Dr. Pamela Peaks. She was saying there are five steps for a mental, spiritual, and physical rejuvenation. The first one, she said, was to be brave and transform. Throughout your lives, you engage in countless transformation and with, and with each you create a new wisdom and expand your powerful base for a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Transformation is gradually and empowering. It is dynamite and fueled by a lot of trial and errors. She went on to say, how do you do it? She said you should close your eyes and envision a peaceful core mind directing choices that lead to increasing health and well-being. Memorize that vision. Transformation continues for your entire lifetime. The journey is destination. The second thing she said was stop losing. Don't think about losing. Wait coach time, TV time, computer time, snack time. Instead, do a mind shift now and declare I'm going to gain energy, self-esteem, more joy and opportunity for my mind and body. Think of it as getting yourself as these achievements and more. She went on to use the same uh, statement. Oh, do you do it? Make a list for yourself of the things you do like to, to give. Give yourself something. Remain 
Remind yourself that this is a priority. You are not losing a thing. You are transforming your mind and body. The next one she said was, give your dream deadline. Everyone's got dreams, but a dream without a plan is only a dream. Let's drill down to what you really want and can realistically achieve. How do you do it? Grab paper, pen, and paper and write down your mind, mouth, and muscle. Across the top of the page, I believe in a holistic, integrated approach to change and transformation. Each one of these elements support others so that you get more effective results. Below each word, write from three to five goals you'd like to achieve in each category over the course of the next 12 months. Undermined, you might write, do a daily meditation. On the mouth, eat a wealthy breakfast. And on the muscle, walk for 30 minutes each day. Now examine each column and take in whatever time you need to choose just one goal you know you can work on and achieve over the course of one month. Write these goals down in any kind of journal or tracking tools and write each of them as a commitment. Then write them down into your daily calendar. You see, we, 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 every year, you know, we, we, we try to call what is known as resolution, where we say that same term we use as gold. We'll try to say, you know, these are the things that we'd like to achieve in whatever particular year. You know, if it's 2021 or, or we'll come in 2022, um, we may write down goals or certain things that we'd like to achieve. But the only way we can know that we're making progress is by making sure we write down what we're trying to accomplish and make an effort to try to accomplish that. When, when we came into the kingdom of God, when God saved us from our sin and brought us into his kingdom, God made us for us to be witnesses. The Bible said in Acts 1 verses 8, but he shall receive power. And after that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and unto the uttermost part of the word. Amen. She also made mention about practice the 80-20 rule. I know we hear about the 20-20 vision or the 20-20-40 vision, but she's saying practice the 80-20 rule. Forget perfectionism. You are human and stuff happens. Rigorum is the essential part of your transformation journey. How do you do it? Aim to hit your goal 80% of the time, leaving 20% open to other things that may come up. If you do not have that, you will train your brain to cut your slack when life gets in the way of your plans. Sure, you will have 100% day and make sure 
you congratulate yourself when you do. But there may be well as 50% 50 days as well. The point is that you can successfully, without looking at your progress, as being an off track, you are the path. You are the path. It is all on track. So when we become saints of God, there are certain certain criteria that we, we have to do as Christian, as child of God. We can't say we're Christian and don't expect to make sacrifice. You see, sacrifice is something that, you know, you make a genuine effort to do. If you love something or if you want to accomplish something, you're going to do everything that you can do to, to try to accomplish that. So you as a child of God, you can't just come when you feel like, if you please. You have to make sure when the door is open, if it's physically possible for you to be in the house of God, you should be in the house of God. Why? Because with our jobs, when it's time for us to show up to our jobs, we go to work when it's time to go to work. Amen? So I, I want to see the hands for those that have a job, and when it's time for you to go to the job, you stay home and you get paid. I'm sure, well, we've got a nurse back there raising her hand. At least we have one honest person. But, but I, I, I'm saying this to say that, that we, you know, when you're required to do something, you're going to do it. Amen? Because why? At the end of the day, if you don't show up, you don't get paid. If you don't get into the house of God, you won't get blessed. You want to be blessed, you have to make sure you can put your place or put yourself in the place that when God ready to bless you, God will bless you. Amen. The next one she said, it said, give yourself to license to chill. <laughs> your mind is wrecked all day with works, work, anxiety, hyper-focus, and high-performance like your body is uh, um, fatigued. You need to make time to chill. Just to be and not to do. How do you do that? In meditation and prayer. Our superb, super way to do that. You can meditate and, and or calm your mind with prayer and activate that, that, that spiritual connection with God. Because why? When, when, when we make ourselves, you know, to, to, to take the time to chill, so to speak, you know, what we're basically doing in the house of God, we come and we relax and we're trying to be in communication with our God. So we try to meditate, we try to unwind the things of the day and what goes on. So we come into the house of God, you know, where we can make sure we can have a clear mind of what God wants to do in our life. Amen. We work to connect someone's life until we are restored. 
When something is restored, it is always better than it was to the beginning with. God promised us a better way, a better life, a better future for ourselves and our love for one. God will take that which is broken and put it together again and make it better than it was before. You know, the Bible led us to know that we were uh, dogs and sorcerers. Such were some of us. But he has washed us. He, 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 he has cleansed us. Um, I will increase the number of men and animals upon you. And they will be fruitful and become numerous. I will settle people on you as the, as the past and will make you prosper more than before. Then you will know that I am the Lord. That's in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 11. In the Bible, restoration is always in abundance. When something is restored, it is always better than it was before. God promised us, again, a better way, a better life, and a better future for ourselves and our loved ones. God will take care of that which is broken and put together again and make it better than before. You will take the shelter pieces of your life, glue them together with his love, and make them strong in places where this were once weak. Yes, God promised restoration is for abundance. The Bible led us to know in John 10 verses 10, it said, The thief cometh only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that you might have life and have it more abundant. You got to realize that when you're in God's house, God will give you things more than and give you more in abundance. Amen. Read the story of Job. Job marveled at God. God's abundance in restoration. He was a man who had lost everything. A good and righteous man, bewildered at what happened in his life. Yet even though all these things happened to Job, he did not turn from his love for God. He maintained his faith and his belief. In verse in Job 13 verses 12 he said, Though they slay me, yet will I put my trust in him. And the Lord not only restored Job's future, he restored them in abundance. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the first. He had 14,000 sheep. 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 donkeys, if you please. And that's in Job uh, 42, 12. This promise of abundance is found throughout the Bible. In Zechariah 9, verses 12, Return to your fortress, O prisoners of hope. Even now I announce that I will restore Twice as much to you. 
The Bible let us know in Psalm 71 verses uh, 20 and 21. I'm sorry I didn't give those verses to A.V. Though ye have made me see troubles, many are bitter with will restore my life again. From the depth of hurt of the hurt will he again bring me up. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. We might be in a furnace of affliction right now. We might be alone and lonely. We might feel lost and afraid. Our lives may be lied in pieces, scattered about on the floor of desperate. We may be looking at these pieces and wondering or they will ever be whole again. But God can take the scattered pieces of your life and mend that which is broken and make it into a vessel strong enough to all the blessing he wishes to pour onto it. Amen. Just look at your neighbor and say, restore me, Lord. We need a restoration. Amen. God promises not only to restore what is lost, but to restore it in abundantly. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be ashamed. And that's in Job 2 verses 25 through 26. When locusts devour plant, the effort are not just for the generation of plant. The effort can be for many generations to come. When the plant is destroyed, so they are seeds. But God promised us that not only will he restore the plant, he will restore the seeds. God promised us a chance to break generation curse and to have generation that has restored in abundantly. Amen. The Bible led us to know in Psalms 51 verses 12, it said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and upon me with thy free spirit. Right, because we need restoration. Amen. In Psalms 23 verses 3 said, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for His name's sake. In 1 Corinthians 15 verses 22, he said, For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all be made alive. First John 5 verses 4 said, For everyone who has been born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. So you see, when you are overcomer, when you are born of Christ, the scripture said, any man be in Christ, is a new creature. He said, all things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Amen. A very familiar scripture in Second Corinthians, uh, Second Chronicle, I'm sorry. Uh, chapter 7, verse 14, a lot of us should know that scripture. If my people which are called by my name 
will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Turn from your wicked ways. We all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. So the only way we can be restored is by making sure we turn from our sin. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18, it said, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. When we were born in this world, we got to realize that um, when God made us, he made us so that we can have communion with him, if you please. Why? Because we, we, we hear the song or we, we hear the phrase that's saying, if, if we don't praise him, the rocks are going to praise him. But we're not going to make the rocks or praise us. Why? Because God made us to have communion with him. Amen. And when, 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 when we have communion with him, remember the Bible let us know in John 4, uh, 24, that God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So you have to have that communication with God. Amen. Because if you don't have communication with God, God is going to turn his back on you. Why? Because God wants you to be a part of what he's doing and what he have in store for you. Amen. The Bible let us know in Acts 2.38. It said, then Peter said, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. Or for the forgiveness of sin. And he shall receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because we all sin and fall in short of the glory of God. So the only way we can get our sin being forgiven is by us being repented. And this is how important it is. That, you know, we should be able to have time where we repent on a daily basis. Because sometimes we do things that we don't even realize um, that it was a sin. Or we may say something to someone that it offends someone. So whenever we at home or in the house of God, we should take the time where we can ask God to forgive us and heal us. And restore us. Why? Because God wants to restore us. God wants us to have a communication back and forth to them. So if we let God know, listen, God, you know, I have fallen short. Lord, I didn't do what I supposed to do today. I know I was supposed to witness to someone today. I have fallen short, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to restore me, Lord God. Lord God, I'm asking you to give me the strength in my body, Lord God, that I will be a better example, a better leader, a better father, a better communicator, Lord. Why? Because God wants us to be uh, more than one. Because we got to realize that God will give us more in abundance, more than we can imagine or even think. That's the God that we serve. There is nothing too hard for God. Whatever you ask, believe in Jesus' name. The Lord said he will fulfill it. God's promises are yea and nay. God's promises are sure. God wants us to restore him. We want to be able for us to have, you know, a restoration where we can find our place in God. Why? Because God make it possible where we can come to the altar. 
when we sin, when we fall short and ask Him to forgive us. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much. He died for us. He didn't have to die for us. He loved us so much that He died for us. What more can He do? Are you willing to die for your neighbor? Are you willing to die for your brother or your sister? God didn't ask, should I die for you? It died for us. So he make it possible where we can come to the throne, come before the altar and say, God, I know I've fallen short. Lord, I, I know I've sinned, Lord. Lord, I know I need healing in my body. The Bible says, ask and it shall be given. He said to everyone that acts and receive it. And to him that knock at the door shall be opened unto him. So don't be ashamed to say that if something happened to you, something going on in your life, to get up and ask. Because you obey the Bible. Amen. There was a song that they used to sing that said, When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me, my soul cries out, Hallelujah! Thank God for saving me. I thank God for saving me. It was nothing good that I've done. But he saved me. He looked down and see a wretched like me. He make it possible where I can come before the throne of God. He make it possible where I can come before him and acknowledge that he is God. He is the creator of my life. He's the one that I worship. He's the one that I trust. Some trust in chariots and horses. But I will always trust in the name of Jesus because he's the one that saved my soul from sin. Amen. We're serving an awesome God. And tonight God wants us to get back to the original. Get back to the place where we can have that re renewing, renewing for our mind according to Romans 12, uh, 2. God wants us to, 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 to transform ourselves because we, we get so caught up in the things of this world sometimes that, that, that we forget sometimes about where God, what God has in store for us. But remember the scripture said it's going to prepare a place for us that where he is we may be also. Amen. But the only way we can get to that place is by making sure we have it right with our maker. Amen. Because the Bible said the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those which remain alive will call up to meet him. And so shall it be. Amen. I want to be, I want to have to call up with the Lord if I'm still alive. And if I die and go home to be with the Lord, I want to make sure I'm ready to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. Because why? He's coming back again, church. It's coming back for our people, a blood-washed people, for those that are called by His name. Now is the time when our salvation is nearer than we first believed. Now is when we need to get closer to God than when we first believed. We need to get back to the original. Amen. We need to get back to the place where God can, can, can give His, uh, pour out His Spirit upon us. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just lift our hands all over the sanctuary and just worship the Lord? Oh, hallelujah. We ask you to restore us, Lord. 
Oh, hallelujah, we thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He restored my soul. He leaded me in the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Church, let's just keep our minds on the Lord. Let's just continue to look to him from whence cometh to help. Because he's coming back for a church that are already waiting. Amen. Ready or not, he's coming back. Regardless of what you're thinking, we have a God that says he's coming back. Amen. And I'm admonishing all of us here tonight, you know, to make your calling and election sure. Make sure you continue to serve the Lord. Don't, don't give up on this world. Don't get caught up with the things of this world. Because as the scripture said, all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. When we get caught up with these things, it separates us from God. And God don't want separation. God wants us to be able to have a restoration with him. Amen. And God died for us. He loved us so much. Where he make it possible where we can come to him and come before the throne. Amen. So I'm asking you all tonight. And for our online congregation, for those of you that are watching tonight, that seek the Lord while you can. Call upon Him while He's near. Amen. Our God is great and is greatly to be praised. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What He did yesterday, He's going to do it again. Amen. He's coming back. He's coming back. Amen. Our God is coming back. And we need to make sure we make it right with our God. You know, be not conformed to this world. We don't need to get conformed to this world. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily beset us. And let us run this race with patience. The race that God give us the strength to run. Amen. It's not the one that runs the fastest, but it's the one that endured to the end. Amen. The Bible said, he that endured to the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. The Lord bless you tonight. We love you. We thank you. Keep on serving the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank him tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We adore you. We appreciate you. There is none like you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Scarlett, for just speaking the word of the Lord into our hearing tonight. He said something that I made a note of because I wanted to say something about it. Uh, talk about when, when, when God created us what we look like when God created us. And when God created us, he looked at us and says, it was good. No accessories. There was nothing added to us. No accessories. And you might say, well, you were naked. True. But when he clothed you, no accessories. Just saying. So it's important to think about how God created us in the original state, and what we looked like. And God says that was good. 
And what that means is there was no need for God. You could not improve upon how God had created us. There was no no need for improvement. God had made us the best we could ever be. There were no requirement for improvement. So when you hear the scripture talks about restoration or to be restored, that word re, it really means to do something again. And so if you really think about this, it's just this simple. God is trying to get us back to where he originally created us. That's really what this is all about. When he made us at the beginning and put us in the garden, we were perfect. We had fellowship and communion. We were kicking it with Jesus all day, every day. Ask Adam when you see him. And it was wonderful. Everything was perfect. We were educated. We had all knowledge. We, we, the Bible says in the New Testament that we're going to see him as he is one day. Adam saw him as he is in the garden. <laughs> so all we did was mess up perfection in the garden. And we messed up perfection and continue to just add to that mess. And this is what we have today, a mess. And so God is trying to get us back to perfection. He's trying to restore us back to our original state. That's what God is trying to do to every one of us. Get us back to our original state because that was perfection. So we can have a real bona fide relationship fellowship with him because we were we can't be any better than what Adam was in the garden no now after Adam's sin it became a mess and so God's God's work in our life is to get us back to our original state and that's why we need to be restored because sometimes you wonder what, what are you trying to be restored to restored to our original state that, that's what this is all about so every work that God is doing in our life is to get all of us back to the original state of how he created us because he's a perfect God and he, whatever he creates does not need improvement. It's all perfect because he's perfect. Problem was or is when we came on the scene, a little after we came on the scene, we started messing everything up that was perfect. The earth, our life, our relationship with him, we just started messing it all up. <laughs> he went to the cross to restore us back to the original state. That's why he went to the cross. We must be born again so he can get us back to the original state. So all the things that we're doing, we need to ask ourselves, are we working back to the original state, the work that we're doing in our life by submitting to God and God work? Is this, does this look like it's getting us back to the original state or it look like we're drifting further away from the original state? This is where the, 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 the curse word in the, in the Bible, you all think, you know, holiness is a curse word. But, but, but if you think about what I just said, that tells you why we need to be holy. Because only by going back to the original state can you be holy. <laughs> because holiness means purity. When were we pure? After we sinned, we weren't pure anymore. And God is trying to take us back to the original state, which is purity, which is holy. <laughs> so everything we're doing to try to put on 
is pushing us further away from the original state. But if we start taking off, it, it, it might start leading us back to the original state where we start taking off. Lay aside every weight and sin that's so easily. Bes- so when we take off, we're going in the right direction. When we keep adding on, wrong direction. Restore me, O oh Lord. At least you have a picture, a view of what should be happening. So as you're walking with Christ, you're living your life, you're thinking about restoration, just think about it like that. That God is trying to get us all, not just me and not just you. Every one of us, he's trying to get us back to the original state of how he created Adam and Eve in the garden. That's all he's trying to do because they had great relationship back then. Adam, where art thou? It meant that they were kicking it every day. And then Adam decided to sin, and now he's starting to hide. Just like some of us hiding from him still today. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's stand. Thank you, Brother Scarlett. God is good. Amen. Don't forget this Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Come on time. We will be here. We'll pray a little bit. We'll probably share a little bit of scripture, and then we're going to go out into the field and share the gospel to those that will hear what the Lord is saying. Don't forget to continue to keep the the names that we mentioned earlier. Keep those names in your prayer so God can do what he uh, wants to do. He wants us to intercede. You know, understand this. um, You know, sometimes we can say a lot of things in our mind. God knows everything. But don't forget we are a body. We are a body, okay? And we're all a part of the body, and we have a role to play within the body. And because of that, God expects for us to help one another. The body functions so we can help one another. And so sometimes you hear God telling us stuff to do. It's not so much about you, but it's about the body. And a lot of times we're thinking that, well, why do I need to do that? It's about the body. And so when you begin to pray for others, you make yourself more pliable to the will of God. You don't want to pray for anybody. The chances are you're not doing well in your relationship with God. Because as a Christian, we have to be selfless. As a Christian, we ought to love so hard and so deep that when we hear pray for someone, it's just something that we feel compelled to do because it's just who we are as children of God. And so by praying for one another, what we're doing is we're making ourselves pliable to the will of God. And on top of it, we're functioning as a body and God does what he needs to do that will build faith. Because when you pray and God answers the prayer, it builds faith. So there's a whole lot to when we do things. It, to us, we look at so many surface things when we look at things in the Bible, we read them or we talk about them. They're so uh, the surface. We look at so much of it as the surface of it. I, I want you to dig a little deeper in the word of God and realize the things that God is saying is so much more rich than what we think. It's so much more deeper than what we think. Uh, but if we stay on the surface, we're going to figure uh, maybe it's not that important. God's not going to kill me if I don't do that. All because you think it's just no big deal. But if you get down into the nitty gritty of it and realize it is a big deal, then what you're going to do is you're going to pray about it or you're going to do it because you realize this is a big deal. Everything that God tells us to do is a big deal. 
We might not see it like that, but I'm telling you, it's a big deal because God wastes no time. He wastes no words. Everything he does is intentional. So you might see it as, but everything that God says is very essential, very important. Amen. How about we pray tonight? Thank God for Brother Scarlett. Pray a blessing upon him and his family. Don't forget to give an offering before you leave. We always, um, you all started this, and so we just have to continue with give an offering. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. You're good to us. You're so gracious towards us. And, oh, God, all that you are doing in our lives. And, oh, God, how you're working in our church, your church. Whatever you're doing, Lord God, it's to get us back to the original state that you created us to be in, to have fellowship with you, to be holy, to be without blemish, to be a people of your name and just, oh God, live in sweet communion with you and dwell with you together, Lord. I pray tonight, Father, that there will be a desire in all of us, oh God, to be restored, a desire in all of us. Lord God, to go back to the original state of how you created man and woman in the garden. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will truly let the word of God resonate in our heart and take root and grow and produce good fruit. I pray for this congregation tonight, Lord, that we will grow in faith. We will, oh God, grow in maturity, that we will grow in the knowledge of the word of God. That, Lord God, we will truly take our rightful place in the body and do what we are supposed to do. Lord, help us, oh God. For, God, we can do nothing without you. We need your help. We need your touch. We need, oh God, your help in all that you are calling us to do. And we pray that you have your way tonight, Lord God. Bless each and every home represented here tonight in person. And those, Lord God, that have joined virtually, bless their homes, bless their families, increase their strength and their faith in you, Lord God. I pray tonight, Lord God, that you will bless us with provision and bless us with the spiritual blessings that we need. I thank you tonight, Lord God, for the man of God, that you'll bless him and his family and his home, and that there will be great provision, and you will continue to use him for your glory. Thank you for this wonderful church you've established for us and all of our family, and more importantly, this community, Lord God. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, and we praise you for all these things we pray in Jesus' holy name. Somebody say amen. God bless you. Have a good night and give. Hallelujah.